This is the Jamin Sean WBCA on 2.9 FM Boston Local Community Radio Station. My name is Jay Bano, and my guest today is actress Tammy Allen from the movie Pippilon Song. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've been a huge fan ever since, ever since the movie came out. Thank you. I'm really excited. We're getting ready to celebrate the 35th year that the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking has been selling worldwide. So, it, yeah, it's an exciting year for me. Coming up uh, in the summer of 2023, where we filmed the movie, Amelia Island, there's going to be an entire Pippi Longstocking day. Wow. And a parade and the whole the whole thing. So that's very exciting. Oh, wow. And is this, so, so where is this at? Is it in California? Uh, Amelia Island is near Jacksonville in Florida. So we filmed in uh, Jacksonville in the soundstage. Those are the interiors of Villa Villa Coola. The actual Villa Villa Coola and everything else is in Fernandina Beach and also Amelia Island. So those are the three places that we filmed and those are near Jacksonville. Oh, wow. I see. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and come now. Yeah, well, I'm going to be there. And also, we would like to have uh, Corey Pro, who played Annika. Mm-hmm. So we've been in touch. She's going to be there. And also David Seaman, who played Tommy, mm-hmm. is also going to be there. And uh, we're going to be doing an appearance at the actual Villa Villa Coola photos and appearance and all of that. And there's going to be a fun day for me mm-hmm. on my own with uh, the fans oh, wow. where I'm going to be taking a tour around Fernandina Beach and showing them the different locations where we filmed on the pirate ship, the hop toad. And uh, the ice cream fight on Main Street, Mr. Blackheart's office. So I'm going to be doing that whole tour, as well as all the autograph signings and the interviews with the TV and radio. And um, another exciting thing, I have three of, those are my dogs. (laughs) I have three of my costumes. One of my costumes is in the Fernandina Beach, is going into the Fernandina Beach Museum. So that fans of the movie, when they visit this whole year, will be able to go in and see my costume from Scrubbing Day. September again, September. This will be next summer in the first week in June. Next summer, okay. Oh, so that's... summer 2023 will be the 35th anniversary. The first, so if you're interested in actually, since we have time, yep. uh, the chronological um, order of the release of the movie. It was first, I was the guest of the Princess of Japan in yeah. Tokyo. That was in March of 1988. Then the Swedish release was the first week in June. And that was in Stockholm, Sweden, where I was the guest of the King Queen, okay. King Carl and Queen Sylvia. And then the United States release was July 28th, I believe, or 31st of July. And that's the American release date. So when we're in Amelia Island, Jacksonville and Fernandina Beach, that'll be the first week in June, 2023. So we've got all, all the time to get everything ready. And I'm going to be staying at the Amelia Island Plantation, which is where I had my house when we filmed. Oh, wow. It is so beautiful. If you have the opportunity to stay there or to go there for lunch, mm-hmm. the Amelia Island Plantation is just incredible. Next June, I will be there. Yeah, that would be very fun. Yeah, I'm inviting everybody for the next year. So my question to you is, how did you get started in, in that? Well, uh, so I had my first, I was scouted for my first modeling job when I was five years old. And that was in Chicago, in the suburbs of Chicago, um, at the Brookfield Zoo. They were doing a campaign for a company called Jolly Good Soda. Mm-hmm. And 
the photographer they were doing doing the campaign saw me and went to my mom and said, your daughter's really cute. You know, we're doing this photo shoot for this local soda company. Would she, you know, be in the photo shoot? So 10 minutes later, I'm wearing the Jolly Good Soda t-shirt and smiling and holding up the can. And that was my first modeling job when it came out in all the newspapers. I had the biggest picture in it. I was really thrilled. So that was my first modeling job. And then I became an elite model three years later Mm -hmm. uh, with elite model management in Chicago, which is the same office that Cindy Crawford was launched from. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I signed my contract with them, within a week, I had my first photo shoot that was one page of just me and People magazine nationwide for Texas Instruments Computers. So from eight until 11, I was doing national and also some international modeling campaigns and commercials. Mm -hmm. Then I had my first audition in Orlando, Florida for the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking. And um, so that was my first movie audition. And I got to audition with Garrison True, who also found Aileen Quinn for the movie Annie. And he was in the process of traveling all over the world to discover who was going to be the star, who's going to be the new Pippi Longstocking. And he auditioned in the process over 8,000 young actresses. Orlando was my first audition. Mm -hmm. Um, A funny little story about that. It was a big cattle call. So there's hundreds of kids that had come out to, uh, that wanted to audition to be in the movie or to star as Pippi. And so uh, it was in Orlando. In order to get my, like a little bit of nerves, I was a little nervous about my audition. My mom had me go out to the hotel pool. It was in this big hotel and sing the sun will come out tomorrow while walking around the edge of the pool in front of all of the people swimming and sunbathing and all of that. So that I would like get out of my shell and you know, like relax, get all the nerves shaken off. And it obviously worked because my first audition with Garrison, he went out into the, all these kids and he goes, Tammy, you're Tammy. I said, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she knows my name. All right, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So I go and I audition. And as soon as I left, uh, I found this out later. He called Ken Anakin, the Academy Award nominated director of the movie. And he said, I think we found her. Oh, wow. And that was after my first audition. Mm -hmm. After that, there were two callbacks. There was a screen test where they flew me out to Los Angeles. Then there was the final, final screen test. And uh, that was in Beverly Hills. And that was with the last three were Jenny Lewis, Faye Masterson, who played the head girl in the orphanage in the movie, and then myself. And that's when I found out the following day after that final, final screen test that I won. Oh God, you won. You did a wonderful job. Yeah, it seems um, people ask me if I feel that it was destiny. I think it is in some ways because when I was only six years old, I would tell my parents like, I want to be a movie star. I guess I thought this was glamour at six years old. So I told them that they giggled and they said, of course you want to be a movie star, Tammy. Everyone wants to be a movie star. Well, five years later, I became a movie star and one, it was a world record auditioning over 8,000 girls and me being the winner. Um, so as soon as I found out, Ken Anakin, the director, he said, come to the elevator. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to find out. Mm-hmm. 
the doors open and he goes, you got it. Wow. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to be a real movie star. Mm -hmm. Like so thrilling. So he goes, you have to go and get ready now because USA Today is going to be taking your photo for the cover of the life section in 10 minutes. Mm. So I had to go get ready just do a little bit of hair and oh. all of that. Not really much makeup and um, yeah. And start doing my photo shoot. And then that was the first one that I did the following day. I had the, the big press conference for the international press where it's going to be blasted out to the world that out of over 8,000 young actresses worldwide, mm. I'm the one that won. Um, so the following morning before I get up for that, I open my door. USA Today is in front of my hotel room door. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in USA Today. It's so exciting. And then I look down the hall and I realized, oh, wow, I'm in everybody's newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then my, I went, oh, I'm in everybody's newspaper in the hotel. Oh my God, I'm in everybody's newspaper in the country. <laughs> like, wow. And then doing the press conference that day with the executive producer, Barry Melman. Ken Anakin, the director, Walter Moshe, the and Gary Shapiro, the other producers. After that, then I was immediately in everyone's newspaper all over the world. Mm-hmm. It was so like unbelievable. It was so, so incredible. And um, yeah, what an amazing opportunity. So that's where it all started. And the whole process from that point to... Uh, the completion of the world tour was three and a half years. Wow. It was a long time for that movie. And it's because it was such a big movie. Most movies you film for three or four months and then it goes into post-production, it gets released and you know, that's kind of it. But because it had a world tour, it was um, a lot of, a lot of fun and a lot of work. And you did it. Like I said, you, you did a wonderful job. Thank you. Well, my question, next question is, what advice can you give can you give actors that want to be famous? Like- so I guess it would start with find opportunities for yourself. I was fortunate that I was naturally an entertainer. I was naturally a performer. So if you have some of these traits, then recognize them. I would, my dad had a VHS camera mm-hmm. that he would film us in Chicago. He'd film us doing like our own little family TV show. Mm-hmm. I would always sing a song, do a cheer, create a character, act out a scene, you know, and I would just do it over and over. And I was always wanting to just the camera, look at me, just focus on me. Uh Um, So if you have that, get some training, try to find yourself a good agent Mm -hmm. and then try to do some local production. See if there is like with me, there was elite model management, one of the biggest modeling agencies in the world in Chicago. So see if you can find an agent who believes in you, invest some in training, method acting, I would recommend TV, commercial acting, script analysis, improvisation. Um, And then get on out there and do your auditions, book your jobs and just enjoy the process too. have fun with it. And um, yeah, hopefully I, I actually had a company for 11 years called on camera acting. Oh, wow. And the company started on demand and the primary uh, service for my company was called an agent procurement project. And it was helping children get agents through the Screen Actors Guild, the union, and they, so that they could get bigger jobs. And we had acting master classes and so forth. So 
I would say go that route. And once you have your some acting training that you've done, once you start booking some little local jobs or maybe even bigger jobs, once you have an agent, mm-hmm. just save your money, especially if it's children, put it away for college and just enjoy that you get to do a modeling job for Pottery Barn where you make this much money and you get to do a commercial for this, you know? So just have a great time with it. And if you get to be a movie star, congrats. It opens so many doors for me. I've traveled all over the world. I feel so incredibly privileged, so incredibly lucky. So, um, yeah. So the biggest thing that I can say is believe in yourself and get on out there and make your dreams a reality. So what is it like to be famous? What's it like to be famous? I've been famous for so long that I don't know the difference. So um, it's just really fun. It's really great. I think what matters to me uh, a lot is that the knowledge that there's millions of people all over the world who have watched our movie, that's Ken and the producers and the crew and all the other actors, that they have laughed and been inspired for almost 35 years, going on 35 years. Millions of people have been happy looking at me. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That's an incredible legacy. Um, and also the traveling that I got to do being the guest of the princess of Japan and being able to see Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, being the guest of the King queen of Sweden. And then also the guest of Astrid Lindgren. I got to spend time with Astrid. She's the author of the Pippi Longstocking books. And she was just magical. I really loved spending time with her. And she had a luncheon for us when we were there in Stockholm at her home. And so she just told us all kinds of stories. So, so cool. From there, I did four cities in Germany and got to go into East Berlin before the wall was taken down. So I saw a part of history. So um, I don't know if you know about that, but Checkpoint Charlie, East Berlin used to be closed. Mm -hmm. So you had to go through Checkpoint Charlie and nobody could leave. Mm -hmm. So that was before the wall came down. So I got to see that part of history. Um, And then there's 14 cities in the U.S. that was just like, every day like mm-hmm. just interview 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a ton of work but so fun and it's so it sparked I think the opportunity for me to always adventure and to always travel so far I've been to 16 countries and over at least 35 states in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and um, so and further the companies that I've had it opened the door being a model for elite and then uh, getting into, I had a company free love clothing for five years and then on camera acting for 11 years. Yeah. It gave me the opportunity to become an entrepreneur through my career. Uh-huh. So that's really lucky for me that I get to have businesses that are focused on the things that I love. And it's easy for me to get clients because everyone knows who I am. So I guess to wrap it up in a night, a little bow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Being famous is really great. It gets you, it opens a lot of doors for you. It gets you a lot of opportunity. It also opened a lot of doors for humanitarian work. I was one of the youngest United Nations ambassadors in history. Mm-hmm. So that's a very special um, honor. Yes. I spoke to the delegates of over 100 countries on World Children's Day at the United Nations mm-hmm. about the hunger, education, and wartime issues that children face globally. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. Having the opportunity to give back is a really special thing to me. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you.
So what inspires you? Um, so I think I'm in such a good place in my life. Uh, I'm starting my YouTube. So I've just begun starting to film videos for my YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And so I talk about uh, the 16 countries. The most recent, just to throw it out there, because it's really unique. I lived in Belize mm-hmm. for a year. So that was incredible. I absolutely loved it. So it's going to be about the 16 countries, guest of royalty, United Nations ambassador. Um, and then also the theme is to inspire people and to encourage them to pursue their dreams mm-hmm. and make them happen. So I'm working on the YouTube channel, getting all the pictures together for the editing, these, you know, points for the stories and all that. I have my shop, shopfippy.com. And I do appearances, autograph appearances and things like that, which you can always find out on my Instagram, Tammy Aaron Official Pippy, on my Facebook, Tammy Aaron. And uh, yeah, and I also have a TikTok. Hopefully I'll get the guts up to start dancing on TikTok. So far, I've just put a few videos up there, but I think it would be fun for me to to do a little dancing. I was actually inspired by Keanu Reeves. He did some really fun dancing videos and I'm like, okay, I don't need to be nervous. I can do this. I can dance on TikTok too. You should make a video and put on TikTok. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the YouTube channel, I have my shop. I also am a co-owner of a shop called Stars on Art, which is more movie memorabilia. So yeah, it's all about movies and YouTube and all the social media and, and trying to travel more. I love adventures, big adventures, small adventures. I moved now. I live at Grand Lake, Mm -hmm. which is in Oklahoma. It's so amazing here. I encourage everyone to come out and see Grand Lake at least once. Mm-hmm. The summer is the best. We've been going out on the lake boating and all of that for past few months. Okay. And um, to give you an idea of how large Grand Lake is, it the coast of California from top to from bottom to north is, I think, 800 miles along Highway 1 on the coast. Grand Lake is 13 hundred miles around so that's how massive it is there's so much to do it's called the water sports paradise so you can stand up paddleboard yachting boating they have some really fun things called aquapalooza which is like this big music festival on the water the food's incredible the people are super cool and it's also it's it's nice to be in the country again and to have that kind of down-to-earth vibe to my life yes you know yeah Watch coming off this year? Um, as far as filming, the one thing that I'm filming is the YouTube story time. So that will be 16 videos at least. Some of them are part one and part two. So there's probably a year of once a week videos that are starting to come out and then getting ready for next summer. If I do other movies, I will announce it straight away. Um, when Hollywood wants me for movies, they come to me, they come and find me. Or if people want me for commercials, they come and find me. Mm-hmm. I do voiceovers for books. So yeah, as soon as I have a movie, which is what people definitely want, they want the YouTube for sure. Mm-hmm. As soon as I have a new movie, I will be out there just announcing it to everyone. So yeah, hopefully I will get to do some more movies and play some more exciting characters. So, and right now just, you know, filming the YouTube and story time and doing social and all that stuff. That's how one of movies are fun. Have you been in any movies so far? It's actually in a movie called What's the Worst That Captain Martin Lawrence. I was an extra, and it's also in a movie called Christmas Moon with Kevin James. Yeah, and also that's really good um, advice. You had asked 
good advice for actors getting into the business. Starting as an extra is a great way to get on set mm-hmm. and to get your foot in the door. And um, yeah, so definitely registering with one of the casting services that works with extras is a great opportunity to make some money and get your foot in the door and be on the set so you can actually see how it all works together. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in Boston casting right now. So great. Thank you. Do you think you might come to Boston? Oh, appearances in Boston. I would love to do an appearance in Boston. It depends. The autograph shows, the ones that I've been going to are Los Angeles based or Burbank. There's also a chiller coming up in Persephone, New Jersey. So yeah, if someone sees this show and wants to invite me out to an appearance at a Boston show, I can also talk to my managers who represent me for the appearances for the autograph shows. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it would be great. I haven't been to Boston since I was a child, but I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it there. Boston's fun, but it gets cold and snowy. Yeah, I would love to come out to Boston for an appearance. I get called by, I have a few different agents, one in the UK that reps me and then one in Los Angeles. And actually you would know who my manager is. I want to tell you about this because it's fun. There's a movie called A Christmas Story. Mm -hmm. And Scotty Schwartz was the, he was a child actor. He stuck his tongue to the frozen pole in the movie. You remember? Okay, so he's grown up. He's my manager for appearances in the U.S. Okay. Yeah, Scotty Schwartz. So, So he was a child actor and he's famous for that scene. There's even, I think, a monument to that movie that shows a statue of him with his tongue stuck to the frozen light post. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll definitely send him an email and ask if we can get you up. Thank okay. you. So how did COVID affect you? It was different though. It was different because I had come back from living in Belize. Uh-huh. So I, when I was living there, um, we had a beach house that was just, I walked out our back door and I'm on the beach in the ocean. So that was amazing. But coming back to LA and then it slowly was people wearing masks and then we began to realize that things were getting locked down, restaurants were closing. So we made the best of it for a while. A lot of us would have house parties, like pizza party over at this person's house, or everybody's going to cook over at this house. So we had fun with it for a long time. After a while, after about six months, mm-hmm. it was like, this doesn't feel good anymore. Like, how long is this going to go on for? And fortunately, I have my businesses to tinker with, but my boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, he had moved to the Ozarks. Okay. So I had never been to the Ozarks. I did not know what it was about. I saw the TV show, The Ozarks, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll come out and visit you. He bought land, was building a house. So I visited that, got to travel a little bit, mm-hmm. went to the Ozarks, also went to Grass Valley. And then now I've settled down from Los Angeles to Grand Lake, Oklahoma. And I could not be more thrilled. I'm about an hour from Tulsa. Okay. And Tulsa is centrally lo- located, so I do appearances there, but I can also fly to wherever I need to go to. I, If you guys are ever, any of your fans or yourself, you're ever in Tulsa, the Outsiders Museum. Okay. It's from, you know the movie, The Outsiders. Yes, I do, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the original house there has been turned into museum. Oh, wow. And it's owned by, I think his name is Tommy Boy from House of Pain. Oh, he yeah. does that song jump around. Yeah. I think he's I, from I, Boston. Yeah. I think yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. yeah. So he owns that. It's got amazing. It's got costumes. It's an amazing thing to see a great merch shop. Donnie rich is the manager of it. Gave me a private tour 
And uh, so if you guys are ever in Tulsa, the Outsiders Museum. I sure will. Thank you for the information. I, def- I will definitely make sure I'm there from Tulsa. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I moved. I finally want, you know, I can go back to LA anytime I want to. And now I want to get into some other things and spread my wings in some other directions. One of the funny things that I'm doing now, which may or may not interest your fans, mm-hmm. is that I cook all the time now. Oh, wow. And it's so fun for me because mm-hmm. I don't have, I used to have to diet, had a fairly strict diet. So I never really cooked that much. Like I, I don't really have people to cook for. I didn't really care about it. Mm-hmm. Now I cook all the time. Okay. Like Martha Stewart videos I watch and Gordon Ramsay mm-hmm. and I have a beautiful kitchen. And uh, in the spring, I have a master gardener who's helping me set up my yard mm-hmm. so that I can create my first garden, mm-hmm. which is cool stuff to me. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, I love, love the trust in your cooking. Stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it's really fun. It's fun to start doing all these things that were on like lists. I'll do that, you know, later. Well, now I get to do those things now. It's really fun for me. So, yeah. What do you like like to do in the spare time when you're not working? Okay, so let's see. What do I like to do? Um, I'm very much into fitness, but outdoor fitness. So I've gotten into stand-up paddle boarding. Okay. We go boating out here. We go yachting. Wow. Um, Pedal boat. I have a pedal boat. You know, those little four-seater and... Yeah. So I got one of those and I go around the coast. Mm -hmm. Um, Cooking, I said, at some point, not yet. At some point, I'll probably get into making pottery for fun. Yeah. Um, I definitely still do designing. In the designs for, this is kind of work-related, but for the March on Shop Pippi, I'm very much involved because I have my own fashion company for five years, Free Love Clothing. I love designing the graphics for the t-shirts. So I do designing. And that's part like creative hobby for me, but obviously it's part of the business. So it's money making as well. But yeah, design is really fun for me, decorating our house, mm-hmm. um, getting into the garden stuff. But mostly I would say the majority of my time is fitness related. Mm-hmm. Getting outside, I'm getting in back into roller skating. Mm-hmm. So roller skating, stand up, paddleboarding, the boating, all this fun stuff. Yeah, all that. What do you do in your spare time? What do you like to do for fun? I love to go to Walt Disney World. I love to meet stars like yourself, and I'm also in college getting my bachelor's degree in in film media. So. Oh, that's so great! Congratulations. Yep. So now I'm going now I'm going for my, for my bachelor's now. So I know that. I, oh, that's really amazing. Yeah, because I I know what it means. Especially you have to have some kind of a college education, right? Did you go to college yourself? I did. Went to college uh, for a year. I studied, so I just wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. So I studied film production. I studied uh, English literature. I got way into accounting. I'm one of the rare people that really loves accounting. Mm -hmm. It's like a funny little quirk about me. With accounting, it's like a video game to me. Uh So yeah, so that's what I studied. And then I was like, well, I either want to go to fashion school from here and officially get a degree in fashion design or because I already have my fashion company, I can just kind of keep going in this direction, doing what I'm doing with free love clothing, which is manufacturing distribution design. And so I just kept going in that direction. Didn't wind up getting my degree in it, but yeah. So I went for a year. I, it was fun. Wow. I liked it. Well, yeah. Cause college is definitely important. So, so I definitely, it is. Yes. Yeah. Having a great education and having a higher education is really important. We had a tutor that was so funny when we were working. Mm-hmm. So our studio teacher was named Glay Culpepper. Mm-hmm. She's a lovely Southern lady. And so 
we would be on set working and she would have to kind of get us into the trailer where we would sit and do our lessons, you know, for a few hours a day. She would have to stop us. She would always say, like, get right back on task. You get right back on task now. Because we would be so distracted that we didn't really want to study. But I'm fortunate because in a way, having so many private coaches, Mm -hmm. having so much one-on-one time with my teachers Mm -hmm. was valuable to me because I had just, they were just focusing on me and make, and, and helping only me. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So that I think that that really, and also being the opportunity of working when you're really young, really prepares you for life. You know how to interact with adults. You know how to be self-disciplined, be on point, stay focused. You understand how to operate in this world from such a young age that I think it really advances you or gives you the opportunity to, uh, you know, to build, to know how to build things for yourself, build businesses and so forth, build your career. My last question to you is, if you want an actress, what what do you think you might be? My answer is fashion designer. When I was 15 and we were done filming the movie, done with the world tour, which was three and a half years, I got a sewing machine and I started designing clothes. And from that moment, I knew if I'm not um, an actress, a movie actress full time, I want to be a fashion designer. And that's exactly what I got to do. I met George Giorgio, who owns uh, the all the Giorgio stores with a U. It's kind of like Ann Taylor. So when I met him, he had part of his company that he wanted to sell. And so I bought that and got to kind of become own my own fashion company through buying part of his. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would be. And that's what I still do. That's why I have shop Pippi is because I get to design all this really cool merch and it all, it all works together. The YouTube channel, hopefully doing more movies, doing the appearances, designing the merch. So that's what I would be. I'd be a fashion designer, but I would actually go to school for it. I'd actually get a degree in that. Because it sounds like, you know, you have a strong personality, you know, you know what you want in life. Thank you. I've had a lot of people being, um, a lot of people, that were so supportive of me in my career that encouraged me that I, you know, you can do this, Tammy, you know, and introduced me also. My acting coach, Jeff Corey, was a great inspiration to me. Jeff Corey, as an actor, did over a hundred movies. Mm-hmm. Like what? Over a hundred movies? He was Jack Nicholson's acting coach. Mm-hmm. And I had dinner with Jack Nicholson when I was in Pebble Beach. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Wow. He was sitting across from me and I was like, oh my gosh. So I waited until there was a moment in the conversation where it was quiet. Mm-hmm. So I could tell him I studied with Jeff Corey. And so he laughed. He went, oh, <laughs> Jeff Corey. <Yeah. laughs> so it was really exciting for me to not only have dinner with Jack Nicholson and spend you know, the evening with the friends of him, mm-hmm. but also to tell him that we had the same acting coach and I got to study with him privately in Malibu. This is so incredible. So I had a ton of people that believed in me and pushed me forward. So that's my advice for, for everyone. Find those people that love you, that want to support you and help you shine your brightest and make sure that you, you know, stick with those people and, and also be yourself. Just honored to get to talk to you and meet you because I always wanted to meet you since I was. Thank you. And thank you for coming on my show, you know, and I will definitely be, I promise I will be down in, in Jacksonville next year. Jacksonville, I would love. Yeah, so stay tuned to the Facebook, Tammy Aaron, Instagram, Tammy Aaron, official Pippi, YouTube, Tammy Aaron, and Shop Pippi has parents dates. So just stay tuned to any one of those. 
And I would love to see you in Jacksonville the first week in June of 2023. I will definitely be there. You know, it's just such an honor to meet you and talk to you in person. It's, it's like, Thanks so much. This was really fun. Thank God bless you. I'll stay in touch with you and hope to see you soon. Thanks so much. I had a great time. Okay. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. My guest today is a filmmaker, Rick Danford. Take it away, Rick. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Rick Danford. Uh, I've been a filmmaker since, oh boy, since I think I was eight. Uh, you know, when I was eight or younger, um, I had borrowed my dad's uh, camera and we filmed a little uh, short film in our front yard called The Hit. And uh, I've been searching for that footage forever. <laughs> I would love to find that. But uh, I just I just love the whole creative process. So I've been writing stories. Uh, they started out with just like regular written stories uh, until I branched out into what I call a screenplay. And the first screenplay I ever wrote was a, for a movie called The Web of Darkness, which was a vampire film. And uh, my initial uh, thoughts were, that was back in 2000, I think it was. <clears throat> my initial thoughts were, let me write this, get it in a screenplay format, then hopefully get it out there, maybe get an agent, sell it, and see what happens from there. I never thought, let's make this movie ourselves until I had met a couple of my friends, and they thought, like, hey, why don't we just do this ourselves? We, we like the filmmaking idea and stuff. Like We've never done it before, but let's try it. So we ended up hiring this, uh, this uh, crew, this local crew, uh, that convinced us that they could handle everything from uh, behind the camera and allow us to just work with the actors and get our story across and make our first film. Because like I said, we had no idea what the process was to make a movie. Mm-hmm. So we brought that on board, and unfortunately, that uh, relationship did not work out very well. And uh, they tried to sabotage the movie. Um, they, there was so many things they did wrong. They were trying to, their cameraman was trying to eliminate shadows, which we thought was fun, the way you're supposed to do it. But we understand later on, you're supposed to utilize shadows. He was a still photographer that was becoming a cameraman. And there were so many different things they were doing that we had to learn how to do sound the very first day. And um, once you start progressing as a filmmaker, you start to learn that sound is pretty much the most important thing. Yeah. Video, there's a lot of stuff that you can do to enhance it, to correct it, to fix it in post if need be. But if you got bad sound, you got bad sound. Mm-hmm. So it's just not going to work. So ultimately, we ended up releasing the film. We brought in Tom Savini, who's a legendary effects guy. He started in it, Brink Stevens, legendary Scream Queen. We brought them in. They were a part of it. They were great to work with. Um, the the process was actually a nightmare to get through, like I said, because of the issues we dealt with with that production company. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, I probably wouldn't have it any other way because we learned so much on that set than we would have learned anywhere else. I remember reading a book from Robert Rodriguez called Rebel Without a Crew. And in there, he says, don't spend your money on film school. Mm-hmm. Use that money and make a movie because you'll learn more on set than you'll ever learn in a classroom. And he's so right. There's so many things we encountered that we worked through, that we figured out, that we had to deal with, problems that happened that same day that we had to problem solve. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is it, it are tools and, and, and resources that you can't learn in a book. It yeah. takes going out there and dealing with it and having to do it. So we loved it. Ever since then, I've been writing, and uh, uh, whether it's for other people, whether it's for myself, I've been making a multitude of short films. I run two film festivals, the Halloween Horror Picture Show. I also run Mistress Mary's uh, Horror Film Festival, uh, which is actually happening this October 29th. And I've got two films that we're currently doing that are going to premiere there, oh. one of which is uh, Nightmare Collection Volume 2. Nightmare Collection Volume 1 is an anthology horror film that's currently on available for DVD. We filmed the wraparound story for Volume 2, okay. which will include another four short films and uh they're gonna both be premiering there and the second film is uh a very new project for me it's a halloween fan film i've never done a fan film in my life i've watched many of them 
But basically, this all came about because we had a competition called Creature Feature mm -hmm. that we'd put a crew together and, and potential cast to get ready. It was a two-week film challenge, and it fell through at the last moment. So we had everybody still together wanting and had the itch that wanted to film. We had that weekend booked, so we figured, let's make something. So rather than me write something fresh, I thought, let me, hmm, why don't we make a fan film? And if we're going to make a fan film, let's do it about the most classic horror film ever made, Halloween. Yeah. So... We kind of ran with it. We're really excited about it. Some of the the, the unique things that we've thrown into it. And uh, we're very, very excited. We just filmed again last night until 2.30 in the morning. So I'm a little tired right now. Uh -huh. But um, it's all good. But uh, that'll be premiering as well at the Mistress Mary event. And then once that premieres, since it's a fan film and we can't you know, monetize it or anything like that, we're going to go ahead and release it on YouTube the following day. So on October 30th, it'll be released on YouTube just in time for Halloween. Like I said, I'm also glad that you got your pursuing your dream, you know, and that you're out there, you know, right? Giving it, giving it your all, like I am, you know. So that's one. Absolutely. Yeah. So my question to you is for people to be in the film. We're always looking for casting crew. I I like the idea of being able to work with new people. I brought some new people on board for this film. We've got some new crew members. We've got new cast members we're working with. I mean. When you're working with certain people, you get certain people that you really like working with because you know they can really bring it in front of the camera. So you tend to kind of gravitate towards having them in your project. But I always have roles open for new people that I've never worked with because you never know who you're going to run across. Mm -hmm. I always have a crew member positions open and try and bring in new people because you're never going to know when you sync up with somebody that works perfectly with you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're always looking for fresh new talent. Unfortunately, for the two films that we have right now, the Nightmare Collection was completed yesterday and uh, Halloween, we shot all day yesterday we've got one more all day shoot on saturday and then we've got some pickup shots i believe on the following sunday and that's completed so that's all cast and everything but i've got four other films uh on the back burners getting ready to, to hit the ground and get on the assembly line once these are done so absolutely yes yeah, send me your materials and we'll take a look for sure thank you are you looking at one no i live in florida Okay, okay, good. Awesome. Mm -hmm. oh, that's perfect. So. That's what it's about, especially with the Halloween film. It's all about exposure. Yeah. We can't make any money from that because it's all copyrighted material and stuff. And we don't want to. We're doing it basically for two reasons. One is a love letter to John Carpenter and 80s horror films because we love them so much. And this is our way of showing you how much we love them. But also because we want to get some exposure showing you that we can put together a unique storyline incorporating these characters. We can bring some good talent in front of the camera. We can show, utilize and show some of the great camera work from the incredible dps that i've got so it's, it's kind of like a calling card for everybody we can't monetize it but we can get eyes on it and that's the beautiful thing is because halloween is so popular i've probably got 10 times more people reaching out to me and contacting me wanting to know when they can see it how they can be a part of it than i've ever had for any film that i've ever posted on my own because there's such a great love for this film so i love it so when do you think you'll be cast for that movie? Well, like I said, we've got both these films right now that we just finished filming one of them on Saturday. And we've filmed a, a big portion of it, of the second one on Sunday. So we've got to finish up filming on that one, which will probably, if everything works out good, it'll probably be next weekend. Then it's on to editing, post-production, VFX, all that stuff to get everything ready for the film festival, which is October 29th. Mm -hmm. Once the film festival happens and goes past, then I want to start digging into my next film. Okay. But also, you mentioned, you know, with this podcast, Mm -hmm. When COVID hit and production shut down and nobody could work on set anymore, mm -hmm. I had all these creative energy and creative juices and stuff flowing in me. So I figured out how can I do that when I can't get on set and I can't get near anybody. I'm basically quarantined in my house. So I always love podcasting. Mm -hmm. I always love the idea of podcasting. 
I got into the old radio horror shows way back in the day when I was a kid and still listen to some of them today. So I decided, let me make my own. So I put it together myself. I put together a podcast called No Sleep Tonight Horror Radio. I put it out there. I wrote all the scripts. I sent scripts to actors and actresses across the country because I've got to work with people and made friendships and stuff with big time actors. And it was easy for them because they could just record their audio into their phone or on their audio devices and send them to me. I would edit them in together. I'll add uh, sound effects and background music and everything else, produce it all myself mm -hmm. and put it out there. I've got uh, five episodes that I did for season one and it's got over uh, 6,500 uh, listens already. Mm -hmm. So in downloads. So I'm really happy with it. It's called no sleep tonight, horror radio you can go to and, and listen to all five episodes and uh, i've got two or three more episodes that are already set to go but they got put on hold because now that we're back on set mm -hmm. i'm able to film so that's obviously number one so i'm trying to get those out of the way but as soon as this is done i want to get back into uh the one episode that i've got right now which is about alcatraz mm -hmm. i want to get that one out there and then i've got two other film projects that are like i said just waiting to go so i would probably say that we're looking at casting probably sometime in october all right yeah, but uh, we're also, uh, for this Halloween film, we're getting so much attention from this, and we're so excited about this, that I've already been told that I need to write a sequel for it, so I'm in the middle of writing a sequel, so uh, I definitely, if, if everything works out with this as well as I'm hoping it's going to, we'll be looking to cast for the sequel as well. Yeah, I know I can play any character, so, you know, I mean... Well, the passion is the biggest part, because passion will drive everything else. As long as you've got the passion and desire, that means that you're going to push through whatever challenges you may have, and that'll help you. A person who's just doing it just to try and make a quick buck, or because they think it's cool or something like that, that usually doesn't work out. So the passion and, and determination it will drive almost anything. Is it going to be coming from the theaters? The two shorts, the Nightmare Collection is going to be a feature film. Right now, we filmed it in a way where the wraparound is going to be a standalone short film. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put that out into various film festivals and things like that, but it won't be released anywhere else. Once we get that done, we're going to be plugging in the actual short films that mm -hmm. are part of it to make it an anthology. Yeah. That will turn it into a feature film, and that's going to go out on DVD or on streaming like the other one did as far as the halloween fan film that's going to get released on youtube october 30th so and then the sequel will be the same thing because with a fan film like i said you can't monetize it you can't make money from it mm -hmm. because it's copyrighted material and stuff like that and and we wouldn't want to this is a love letter from us to the horror genre and to the fans and uh to try and bring attention to the original halloween so, so i'm glad you're doing that oh absolutely and the link to the uh, Halloween film is uh, it's called Halloween Death Walks Among Us dot com. Mm -hmm. If you go there, you can see what's what's going on. We're putting behind the scenes pictures there and everything. And when the film goes live on YouTube, it'll be there as well, so to make it easier for everybody to stream. But it'll be on YouTube. At the past and termination, you know, to be successful. Absolutely, sounds great. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's just, just wonderful meeting you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you in Are you in Florida, you said, or no? Boston. Oh, Boston. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, because I have an actual uh, group that I put on Facebook called Tampa okay. Bay Filmmakers, okay. and I have filmmakers, I have a uh, crew, uh, I have actors, actresses, and stuff. We've got almost 4,000 members that are currently part of it right now, so I always put my casting calls up on my Facebook page, okay. and I put them in my Tampa Bay Filmmakers group as well. If you look up Tampa Bay Filmmakers, Tampa okay. Bay is all one word. Okay, Tampa Bay Filmmakers. Filmmakers. There's a group. It's got like three point something K of members. Two words, Tampa Bay filmmakers. Yeah. My picture on the uh, group says, don't dream it, film it. Mm -hmm. You'll see like a little thing like that. So that's my group. And I always post my casting calls, my crew calls, uh, my event calls, all my stuff I post in there. So it's also it's a great resource because whenever I whenever I find good articles or good videos that teach you how to write a script or how to film something or a best way to what kind of shots to look for, things like that, I post it there. So I try to I try to make it a filmmaker's resource.
Oh, okay. Is, is this right here? So don't just dream it for fulfillment. Is that that's it? it? That's my group. I just saw the I just saw the member request come through. <laughs> All right, awesome. Sounds good, my friend. All right, I appreciate it. Well, hello there. This is the J Man Show on WBCA one hundred two point nine FM, Boston's local community radio station. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to my show today. Wasn't it an honor to have Rick Dan Flood and Timmy Ellen on my show today for an interview? They are such wonderful people and learn about them, the movies and the struggles that they want to want to get to where they are. It was just a blessing to talk to them, you know. So thank you for Timmy and for coming on my show today. I can't wait to be at the festival. I mean to be at Timmy's event in June. Yes, how June two thousand twenty for for the people on Stocking Festival. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to be down there and meet them, meet her and for her event. It's supposed to be a wonderful show. I will be there. And Rick Danford has some wonderful shows coming out. So for more information on Rick Danford, his website is rickdanford.com. And like, like I said, this was a wonderful episode. It was an honor to always meet these wonderful people and learn from the best and how I can always make my show better. And I have some wonderful news. I'm going to try to have President Obama come on and his wonderful lady, Michelle Obama. We'll be honored to have the first president, uh, the first African American president of the United States on my show, and his wonderful first first lady, Michelle Obama. Uh, I have a sit down with them about about their life, the presidency, how it changed them, to, and learn about them and what made them want to be, be a president and a first lady, just so the best. So hopefully that will happen, and I can always. Hope that, that I can have Beyonce on my show too, Queen B on my show. I reached out to her camp to her publicist, so hopefully we can make it happen. I can't promise anybody. I'm going to try my best to have on my show at some point. Just to, to have. and if you Queen B, Beyonce, maybe even Jane, maybe even Jan Jackson. Who knows? But like I said, the stars let me know so I can always dream and just hope that my show will, will somehow become syndicated and. And hopefully, my producer Donald Poon and I have some more wonderful music coming out, and we're going to try and have our songs in some movies. So, so hopefully, I can keep you in tune about that. So, with that said, I want to thank you for taking time to listen, listen to my show and my story. And any for anybody who wants to be a guest on my show, you may go to my email, which is lowercase J A I Y E B Y N. OE at yahoo.com. That's my email. And you may also check out my show on wbca.podbean.com and the website the website is bnnmedia.org. And my show is called, is called The J Man Show, J A Y M A N S H O W Show. So it's that easy. I try to make it easy, easy for my guests to find me. I can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Twitter, link, LinkedIn, and so I'm a viewer. So, and so I guess that's that. You know, I want to, you know, say thank you for supporting me and thank you to BNF for making me the producer I am today. And I'm going to be here for you guys. So, and if you guys, there's a lot more story, you ain't seen nothing yet. So please continue to stay tuned as I will try to come back every week and over with a guest if I can. I tried. I try to get the guests that I think people want to see and hear and learn from. So 
we can all continue to grow. And I also want to try to make my show, so, you know, encourage people to believe in the sauce and have and go for a dream and to go for the dream or something. But, but anyway, so you can do something. I believe you can do anything you want to do as long as you work hard and have a good education and, and put God first. So with that said, thank you for tuning into my show tonight and listening to my story. God bless you all. I love you strong. I love you strong. Stay safe. Stay real. Peace. I'm out.